Hello, and welcome to episode 260 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with the team behind Moss Fail, coming soon to Kickstarter, February 1st, 2022. This is Matt. I'm publishing the book with my partners over at Ageless Press, and joining me is my co-host, who is also the letterer, editor, and book designer of Moss Vail, Noah. Hey there. And joining us, um, you might remember him from our Beta Ray Bill, Bill reviews, excuse me, is Travis Wells, who is the creator uh, behind the story and the art of Moss Vale. So Travis, thanks so much for, for joining us again. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt and Noah. So um, for anybody who didn't listen to that um, review of Beta Ray Bill or may have forgotten, let's, uh, let's do a quick bio about you, Travis, and then um, give us the, the elevator pitch before we get into the meat of the interview. Sweet. Absolutely. Um, well, let's see. Um, I've been doing uh, uh, drawing and, and art in various forms uh, uh, pretty much as long as I can remember. I um, went to school uh, for graphic design uh, just for a year, uh, stopped going, uh, just wasn't for me. And um, then been working on uh, uh, just creating stories and uh, uh in various forms whether it's uh just straight up writing or, or comics or um illustrating uh for other writers um pretty much since then um i live in uh, stanton virginia uh wife and uh three kids wow. um, so yeah i've got my hands full there but um they'll still loving doing this and uh you know storytelling and and stuff like that yep cool and uh one two sentence elevator pitch moss fail Ooh, all right let's see uh moss vale is a, a story about an owl wizard and a uh, raccoon who's a knight and they um kind of stumble into an adventure um Mossvale is the the land in which the uh, the story takes place. All the uh, the characters are animals, and uh, it's uh, just real fun, real uh, uh, light lighthearted adventure. Um, yep, very cool. And Noah, so you've been with this project uh, for quite some time as well. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, maybe you can give your your background with the project, and then after that, if you want to sort of tee up Travis with the first interview question. Yeah, so Travis is a dumbass who was just dragging his knuckles along the ground one day and I, I saw him and I was like, man, what a loser. And uh, I was like, hey, uh, turd, why don't you try doing a comic for once to do something with your life? And I was like, how about something stupid with animals or, you know, I don't know. And he was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And that's so I came up with the idea for everything. And that's how that's how it got started, basically um nailed it yeah yeah (laughs) no uh i I was i was really lucky um because travis and i met through sort of mutual acquaintances in virginia Mm -hmm. and uh we followed each other on instagram and uh i don't think travis knew i lived in the state though like i think Uh, travis from travis's point of view he just thought i was like 
some follower of his on Instagram. Yeah, I thought, sorry, I know, I know you're filming Chad, but, um, yeah, I just thought you were some guy who just commented like pretty often with like, you know, like good things to say and stuff. And then, uh, one day my wife was like, Oh, I, I know him. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah, no, I was hoping you'd fill in the gaps, but yeah, basically we, we became art buddies and then friends and then COVID happened and we were just sort of sharing art with each other during that time a lot. And you were sort of like, like Travis was sort of sharing with me, like the projects he wanted to do and sort of what he really like never really got to do with the other projects he, he was working on. And what came out of that were these really great character sketches of the, of like your basic uh, like D and D roles, like characters just with animals. So like, you know, there was like a knight who was a raccoon and a wizard who was, you know, an owl and, uh, you know, like a, a barbarian warrior who was like a, a cat and all awesome. Like, I'd love seeing each sketch of each character. And, and then like, he was just like, you know what? Just going to go for it, do a comic. And at the same time, I was starting Dino Thrashers. So he and I were working on uh, comics at the same time. So we'd hang out, whether it was like, you know, whether it was like outside during the pandemic or, you know, over FaceTime, we would be like, you know, we'd be drawing our pages together. And it actually continued into when I was doing um, issue two of Dino Thrashers, which was really great because he would be there to sort of like spur on, uh, like inspire me uh, while I was drawing to like work a little faster because I work really slow, but Travis like works really fast. And uh, yeah, it was great. And um, then last year, Travis was like, hey, I I'd like to do something with this comic that he's been working on, which was Moss Vale. And I was like, hey, let's try to get it at um, Ageless where I've been doing stuff. So I pitched it to Matt and I guess, Matt, you can take it. Yeah. So, um, you know, you know, Travis had done a, uh, a cover for us on Dinner Thrashers one. So obviously, um, like you, I had been following his his, his art online. So, um, you know, it was a very easy, um, you know, transition. Um, you know, you got sent over a, uh, like a preview PDF with some additional character sketches, um, we looped in Brett, the, the other, uh, Brett Murphy, our other partner at Ageless. And, you know, he gave us a thumbs up as well. So since then we've, you know, while Dino Thrashers had been the focus for a while, we had been, you know, continuing to sort of behind the scenes, talk about things. And, and we've been putting this page together for, for a while. And, and now we're ready to, um, you know, hit, hit launch on the on the kickstarter here pretty soon and i'm pretty excited uh for a couple of things in that um i think dino thrashers skews a little bit older um and what i'm really excited about this one is that i i, I feel like this is going to open up um some readership um you know co-workers friends that have a kid um that maybe when it was a little too young for for dino thrashers i'm going to be really excited to be like hey you gotta you gotta check this book out um, and I think I said this before, you know, there was the connection that I knew Travis's work from, from that awesome cover he did from Dino Thrashers and following sort of the, the, the initial work of Moss Vale. Um, but, you know, Noah and I are so close in that we, you know, we're talking about comics and story and, and art nearly every day. So to sort of get Noah to, 
give something like it's pre-clearance before it comes to to Brett and ourselves makes it a, a really easy sort of like thumbs up uh, for it to, to move ahead. Yeah, I, I, I knew it was like and I, I was so invested in it already from just having watched Travis draw it for mm-hmm. so long. So it was like when Travis was like, hey, can we can we work on it together? I was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> like, I want to I want to be involved in this because it's so great. It's yeah. such a cool book. Um, yeah um and so much of it so much of it first of all uh like would be different Noah without your uh input even at the beginning like you know the 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 character designs and um stuff like that to just like the the original pages I did um but I mean you are you are a big encouragement even just to to start it as a comic in the first place you know whether you um you know vocally were like man you got to do something with this or even just by like uh showing me your work and me seeing your projects you bet that you worked on like that was really like the like you know the the revelation i needed like like this is doable you know what i mean like like I, I see how the project's unfolding for you with the original Dino Thrashers. Um, and you showed me some of your other projects before that. Um, but just seeing that, man, that, that was like such a huge encouragement too. Well, thanks. And I, I have to say that like, you know, it was, uh, we were definitely like, uh, not to, to, to go over what I just said, but you know, it, it really helped that you were there to sort of like get me out of creative ruts at times too. So it was the least I could do to be encouraging back to you. So it was, uh, it was really fun. I, 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 I'm looking forward to people getting this book first off, but then I'm looking forward to whatever next project comes along and getting back to drawing comics with you again, Travis little, it'll be awesome. Oh, absolutely, man. All right. So, uh, I have a, a couple of questions. I guess I'll sort of lead off the, the interview. You, you had mentioned, Travis, that you had gone to school for a while uh, for, for graphic design and that you sort of had a lifelong sort of love of, of story and art and that you're always drawing. Um, so when you went to graphic design school, was that more of uh, to, to be like a graphic designer? Because I hear a lot of stories that like when people go to like schools that like sequential art, you know, comic book storytelling is not something that's readily available for them to, to take unless it's something like a SCAD or, or a Kubrick school. Was was that what you experienced? Yeah. All right. So so I did. Um, I went to uh, Liberty University down in Lynchburg uh, for a year. Um, and graphic design was my major, but honestly, I didn't even do any um, actual like graphic design classes that year. I had at uh, community college, um, but I had uh, some some drawing and just like kind of like general art classes. But all of my other um, classes were like uh, like uh, required classes, you okay. know, like. Uh, things like Bible classes and stuff like that, um, where it was stuff that I had to do um, in order to uh, uh, to graduate from there. But I was um, doing my drawing class and really, uh, really enjoying it. Like um, my my professor was a um, um, just a really uh, really gifted guy, both with uh, uh, teaching and just what he did. Um, 
and I got to like bounce a lot of good ideas off him just kind of talking to him about what I wanted to to uh do with my career and stuff and uh but kind of from talking to him like I realized like what I wanted to do um um which even at the time is different than it is now um, but what I wanted to do at the time um was just something that I didn't really um need the major for now the major and uh uh, you know, graphic design major obviously opens up a lot of doors. Um, but what I needed to do was stuff I, or what I wanted to do, I didn't necessarily need a major for. It was uh, stuff I could learn um, through um, different routes and stuff like that, whether it's like uh, YouTube or from other artists or Skillshare, stuff like that. So, um, and then if he also encouraged me to uh, switch my major to uh, studio art, but then um, with that kind of like the big, the, uh, uh, the big job opportunity with that would be teaching, whether it's like uh, high school or college. Um, and I'd, I'd done a little bit of teaching and I just wasn't really uh, uh, crazy about that idea to keep doing that. Um, so, yeah, so just went for the year, uh, stopped going after that and kind of uh, took it in my own hands after that. Very cool. So um, as we turn to the Mossvale a little bit more, um, was this other than like the character designs, like what was sort of the genesis of the the idea for, for Mossvale? Was it just uh, was it actually just a couple of character designs and then sort of the world and story unfolded from there? What how, how did that all come about? Um, so it really, it really did start with the characters. Um, I've always had, um, uh, big, uh, big liking of the, the bone comics, mm -hmm. um, big inspiration. Um, and then, uh, also not, I hadn't read Redwall, but I'd always liked the the aesthetic. And I tried previously to, to like draw like little animal characters and just had never really uh, like kind of uh, gotten what I wanted from that and stuff. But the just the type of comic that uh, that Bone is um, Jeff Smith just really like was in a lane that I really I really enjoyed I enjoyed reading them enjoyed looking at the art and I was like like this is like the the age range and type of story I wanted to do except maybe even a little less dark than his because his is although kind of open to younger audiences definitely has some uh darker aspects of it um and then so that's something I always wanted to do um, and then my first uh, character I drew for the comic was Nigel, who's the um, owl wizard. And that was actually part of a um, drawing competition. Um, I think it was the, it was Jake Parker's. It was like the, uh, the Inktober, but it was the one where they did like, uh, they do it all year. So there's like a different theme each week. And the theme was blue. Um, and if you look at the original character, he's entirely blue. Um, and it's not that I drew an owl blue. It's just like the, the magic 
it's blue and that's um what i went for anyway um so i did that and it was just like so well received um the amount of feedback i got from it was more than i've gotten from any original uh character original art i've ever done um obviously uh you know less original works i've done like lord of the rings and star wars have gotten some crazy good feed uh like just just people enjoy those and stuff but um this one just got more feedback than my other work and uh so i so i started doing more characters after that because i was like oh people like these uh, i really enjoy doing them and that was when like noah said i had all these characters and i was like i need to do a story with this um and it it really did um i guess that's really where it started um i knew it, it was going to be a uh, story in the fantasy genre um and like i kind of knew like the the type of story I wanted to tell, but I kind of took the discovery um, writing approach more than the the uh, architecture approach. I didn't I didn't plan out a whole lot. I kind of just um, had a general idea of a story, and I threw the characters in, um, and I kind of let them take me on a journey. Um, sorry if you guys hear the banging. Uh, my my kids are. Uh, having a lot of fun upstairs um anyway just kind of let them lead me um through the story and it was really fun seeing uh the like kind of like the personalities of the characters come forward and uh balance each other out a bit um but but yeah so i guess that i mean it really did start with the uh design of the characters Nice, and I'm gonna turn things over to Noah because I asked the first couple of questions here. Um, Noah, do you do you have anything sort of on the 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 story aspect of of Mossvale that you would like to ask Travis? Yeah, it's actually building off of something that we talked about on Saturday, Travis, because uh, uh, you mentioned how like you just started drawing Mossvale, right? Like, when did you start writing the script for it? Um, I started writing the script when we made the pitch so i had already wow. had um i had already had uh, i think seven pages completed um before i even sat down and started the outline um now it was it was it was in my head not not everything every little detail but by the time i had gotten that far i knew where i wanted it to go but um yeah, no, I just kind of like I said, I let I let things kind of unfold at first. Yeah, that's crazy. Like it's it's also kind of inspiring too because it's just like you know you wanted to tell to draw a comic, so you're like I'm just gonna draw it, right? Like, and you had no, this is your first comic ever, right? So it was a lot of like discovery and stuff um, as you were going. Uh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, no, it sure was um, learning things as I went, and you were. And you were a good person to talk to, um, you know, like um, talking about things like, you know, like balance on the page, um, eye focus, um, whether it's for the panel or the entire page layout. Um, and that stuff I did learn as I went. And I and I and I think that's something that like if people know that and they look at the comic, they can see like there's definitely like if you compare the first three pages to the last three, like 
there's definitely a change in it, you know, especially with how long it took me to do the comic because, um, I mean, I would like bounce around between working on that and, and other stuff. So like my style kind of, uh, changed a bit and developed. Um, but, but yeah, like I definitely learned that those aspects on the fly and it was great. It was great. Um, but I just, I had always been the, the type to really sit down and like, uh, like world build. Um, and I, I didn't want to fall into the world building trap where I like worked on Mossville's like Mossville's backstory, the history, the different cultures, and then never get the story out. Um, and I feel like we can all, um, storytellers can relate to that. I think we've all gotten to that point with, uh, stories before where we've just world built so much that we've just gotten exhausted of it and put it down and picked up something else. Yeah. And it's, it's something that like, I also wanted to talk to you about, which was like the action in the book really drives the story. And so I guess, uh, was that sort of where like the story came from where you were like, okay, I want. I want an action scene with spiders. I want an action scene, like a wizard duel. And then you sort of like just filled in the gaps with the story after that. Um, yeah, I did those two things. Exactly. I mean, I knew like I had the, um, the kind of visual in my head for a while of the, uh, reveal of the spiders. It's a page we've been using, uh, to, to promote the Kickstarter a bit. Um, where Nigel's holding up the staff and it's like lighting things up and it's like, Oh, there's the spiders. And I knew mm -hmm. like, I wanted that. And like, you know, uh, big chase with a spider swarm and stuff like that. And then I knew I did want, um, with a, a wizard's duel. That's just kind of like crazy and, uh, out there and stuff. So yeah, those definitely, were some of the, the, the focal points I've uh, built around. Yeah. It's so cool. I, I, I like that idea of just like, I don't know. Cause I overthink things too, you know, especially when yeah. it comes to world building and I'm like, well, I have to write all this down, but it's just sort of inspiring to hear someone be like, yeah, I just started drawing, you know, <laughs> it was like, it, it's just awesome yeah. to hear that. And I feel like if I heard somebody say that like two or three years ago, I would have been like, yeah, you did what you know what i mean like that would have oh man that would have gotten me all worked up like but how how are you gonna you know know this race's backstory and this culture how it developed and stuff like that and i'm like it's it's, it's a fun it's a fun story you know like i'm just gonna go for it yeah that's awesome yeah there's a lot of um you know folks that write novels i'm trying to draw an equivalent here and there's sort of like the 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 plotter versus the pantser um you know flying by the seat of your pants and like i'm a huge stephen king fan and he's i guess from everything that i've researched he's a bit of a uh uh i guess a, a, for the most part um a pantser like he, he likes to just put two characters in a room in a situation and they're, they're almost sort of like he's with them as they're talking it out and like figuring out the next move. He's obviously got like milestones and stuff that he's going to hit 
um, in the story, but he's, you know, those in-between moments, those are where he's like discovery writing. And it sounds like that's kind of equivalent to what you're doing here. You know, you're like, I need to have like, you know, uh, you know, a, a relic that we're going to get, you know, a reveal of spiders, a duel, but the in-between is where you can sort of discover how the, the characters talk to each other, how they interact with each other. So it sounds like that's what, what you're doing here. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and there's obviously, um, it's, it's funny. I've actually never heard those terms. Um, I've always, heard um well not always heard but i've always thought because i heard once that it's architecture writers versus discovery writers okay um and yeah there's there's definitely benefits for both like the the the, the discovery writing you know you're um you don't have to worry about you know putting your characters as in in a box as much like you can kind of let them uh, breathe and let their personalities come out and drive the story. But at the same time, you have to uh, uh, be careful. You don't put yourself in a corner. Um, like if you, um, you know, like forget about a backstory detail that you want to do later on. And then you kind of like drop a detail that contradicts it. Then like you've set yourself up for having like a plot hole or something like that. Um so yeah, definitely, definitely benefits to both. And then the the architecture side, of course, you know, you can plan and really get things nailed down, but you don't want the, you just want to make sure the story is not um, too overly structured where like, it feels like, uh, like railroaded and, um, and like kind of just overly structured. Sure. So um, I guess to sort of tie this in though, this, this, part of the interview um you know often we, when we have a writer artist on we like to ask them about uh how they handle the scripting because you know if i'm working with with noah i'm sitting down at a, a computer word processor and i'm typing out you know page one six panels 1.1 1. 1, um we're in a lab you know but you as the as the art as the writer and the artist are you and i know that i've recently seen you do some thumbnails for for the next issue is that where you're discovering or are you actually sitting down to to a, a piece of paper or a word processor um a, a laptop and, and typing things out when where is the discovery made yeah so the um obviously the first issue um i already explained like like kind of how I approach that and um my 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 thinking when I approached the second one was you know was I going to approach it the same way um or if I was going to uh you know find some kind of uh hybrid approach where I still gave myself some wiggle room to explore um but but really kind of hammered in, in some details because um I, at this point you know when the first comics uh, was finished I had um, decided on making it like you know not just a standalone comic for this uh, story arc but I wanted to do like a whole string of comics so that was when I kind of started to say to myself like I need to hammer in some details across the board uh, not not details but um, like plot points that I know I need to stick with um, so I don't kind of like 
like stray too far um, from from the overall story um, because it's a bigger plot line, basically. Um, so for this one, I've I mean, I've been thinking about it, you know, I've been thinking about it um, since before I finished the last one because because of this whole like overall story I wanted to do. Um, so I knew like how I wanted the comic to start. I knew how I wanted it to end this, the second issue. Um, but I've, but I've been doing the script first, um, which I did for, you know, the second half of the, the previous comic I, I did. Once we did the pitch, I sat down and, and, uh, wrote the, the, uh, script, like I said, um, but but yeah, I've just kind of been been sitting down and going forward. I worked on it a bit today and then I sat down and said, oh, no, I have a different idea for how this should go. And I deleted three pages of script and uh, started started typing it again and was like, "Ooh, yes, yes, this is better. I like this. And so I guess it's definitely in between now. Um, but there's just I for me, my favorite part of fantasy, and though I, I know we talked about this uh, the other day, um, is like the characters discovering new places. Um, like uh, the first one that comes to mind is Lord of the Rings, um, uh, Star Wars even, like when either the characters are discovering new places or you as the viewer, reader, watcher, whatever, is you, when you are discovering this place for the first time, like just, it's like, oh, like this is really cool, you know? Like, uh, and so me discovering that even as the, the, the writer and artist where like, you know, like I have like a scene kind of unfold in front of me as I'm typing it out and I'm like, like oh, it's just like really cool. Like it's, it's still, it's neat to me that I can experience that um even with it being my story um so i think there'll always be um there'll always be a part of the story that i'm discovering as i go um because the enjoyment i get from it very cool um so i think in a second we're going to transition over to sort of more of the art talk but before we do that i want to check in with with noah to see if he has any story related questions uh how do you learn how to read the story <laughs> uh no uh it's uh, uh no 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 story questions but i guess uh yeah no 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 more story questions yeah let's get on to the art okay so um i've obviously been following this project for for quite some time um and one thing that i'm constantly uh, <laughs> amazed by is the is the coloring um mm. When did you sort of get into to the markers um, and, and use that? Because I've shown in, you know, and I'm sure people have seen it, but like uh, I not knowing that this was done with markers, I would if somebody told me this was colored by, you know, computer digitally, I would think that it's it was done that way. Like when when was when did you, you know, realize that markers were, you know, something that you really wanted to work with? All right. So first of all, and you guys know this uh, just from from uh, uh, deal dealings you've had with me, but I'm not the most uh, 
tech savvy person. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You guys, uh, you guys yeah, like will, will like send me a link to something or whatever, and I'm just like, I, I, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, so I've kind of always leaned more traditional um, art as opposed to uh, <clears throat> digital, and I've always um, like the feel of it more you know, like drawing on paper as opposed to a screen. Um, so that being said, I'm also, I also like, I like, I liked having the control um, like of my artwork. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know why, but, and like I've, I've had people color art I've done and it's been great and it's been awesome. But like, for me, it's like, I wanted to be able to like, draw something color it do the whole shebang myself you know um so i tried um watercolors and i just couldn't get them the watercolors and i uh, just do not get along at all um, noah's had much better luck with watercolors than i have um and colored pencils also um, just haven't really cared much for those. So I knew I wanted to get, uh, get some alcohol markers and try them out. The, the trouble with alcohol markers is, um, I'm sure a lot of artists listening to this know is they're pretty pricey. Um, at least for the, for the big brands or like the, the, um, the ones that just like you can get refills, replacement nibs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I had saved up for a while, got some markers. This was, Noah, maybe you can help help me. It was like three or four years ago. Yeah, I think because when I started following you, you were still just, a, you were just painting still. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, and I had watched videos, especially um, Jazza using them. And it was just like, oh my gosh, these alcohol markers just look so great like i just like would watch and do the videos and like i swear i learned how to use them before i ever even touched one um just from how many videos i watched like obviously i didn't have a feel for them or anything like that but i got like the general um idea of like, like color blendings that's a big part of it doing the gradients and stuff mixing colors and whatnot um, so I finally um, bought myself a 36 pack of alcohol markers and sat down and started using them. And my first big picture I did was a um, was a uh, picture from Link's Awakening. And I just remember sitting there doing it and I was like, oh, yeah, like I just want to use markers the rest of my life. <laughs> like I'll leave color other people's work. I don't even care. Like I just want markers. And, uh, my, my love for, for coloring with alcohol markers is, uh, never faded since then. And, um, artists and people who know me know I'm always trying out new brands and trying to grow my collection and, uh, uh, just love using them. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'm going to turn things over to Noah, but I'm just amazed by the, the amount of like light and shadow that you can you can do with um 
with these markers. I mean, early on, you know, there's scenes where they're in the tavern and, you know, some of the, the characters are, are sitting there and it's sort of the, the glowing fireplace uh, is off to the corner, but we can like feel the, like the, the warmth of the fireplace as there, you know, there's light and shadow following on, on these, these, uh, these characters. So I, I, I'm just, I'm just to continue to be amazed by, by what you can do with these markers. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm pretty close with the art right now as I'm like editing it and designing the, the pages and stuff like that. And uh, I guess like, yeah, that's a good question is just how do you, how do you begin to start with lighting? Like, how do you like, what's your approach to lighting on the art? Because like, it's interesting you work with like, like several different colors of light in the book, like whether it's blue light or like light from the fire or light from the gem. I'm just, yeah, I'm just curious, like, how do you, what, like, where do you start with that? Or is it all intuitive? Um, well, the, uh, the first thing I do, of course, you want to judge where the light comes from and stuff like that. But I always get a really light shade of, uh, uh, like the, the lightest shade I can get of whatever color the light is. So, uh, like with Nigel's staff, for the most part, it shines blue, depending on what he does. Um, we get a light blue light and I just go over the line art and say, I want the blue light to hit here. And I, I just draw it on while the page is still black and white. Um, and then after that, I can build all the color from there, you know, like the, the shadows and stuff, building one element of the picture at time at a time, you know, the hat or the cloak or whatever. And then you can can build the shadows and highlights more just off of that. Yeah, um, I'm sure um, when we hit the, the launch button, um, one of the, the things that we hope is going to draw people in is these, uh, these six preview pages that will be part of the Kickstarter. Um, and you'll get a, uh, you know, very quick introduction into uh, how great the, the coloring is on this book in addition to the art. Yeah, and if you're lucky, you can be one of the few that will be able to buy an original page too, which is pretty awesome because uh, right now I am going to do one in, currently in possession of all <laughs> the artwork and I'm hoarding it like a dragon. And it's it's so great to feel like I own it for a short bit of time. Yeah, yeah. no. No, go ahead. No. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, I just real quickly, like, uh, yeah, so there's going to be an art tier, um, an original art tier on this page and like you know i have i have original art and it's you know somebody who's um inked on you know digital blue lines but this is going to be art that's you know your inks but you're also going to get the you know the the colored so that's you know something that you don't see a lot on a uh, original art here because you know you would be if you were getting it for the most part you would be getting you know inks maybe on over original pencils but a lot of times you're getting inks over over digital pencils so the fact that you're getting that is is, is pretty unique and awesome yeah, but travis gonna, you were going to say something so go ahead please oh you're good i was just gonna say noah there's there's not a lot of people i tr i trust with with that having all the original <laughs> artwork so you know <laughs> yeah yeah well that and I'm, I'm taking very good care of it so. yeah well, I guess, I mean, you know, you just got to let me see them again before before we send them all off or however many off, yeah. you know, so no, I won't try too hard if 
only a couple people get to pay for that tier, you know, but at the same time, I might be a little bummed. <laughs> All right. So um, I think, you know, we've done origin of the, the story um, and we've done, we've done, you know, story process, writing process. We've done some art talk. Um, Noah, do you, do you have anything before we maybe uh, transition over to uh, Kickstarter and promotion talk? Um, just one last thing about the art, and it kind of plays into a little bit on my role, but we've talked about it, you know, uh, since you started the book, but like you made my job easier as the letterer by drawing in the word balloons. And uh, I just, I guess I just wanted to ask you, like, I, I think I know the answer to this story, but I can't, this question, I mean, but I'd, I'd kind of like to hear it again, but like, what, what was the, what gave you, made you make, do you make the decision to draw in the word balloons? on the page well um so so doing it traditionally um i didn't know um what if any kind of help um when i first started at least what if any kind of help i get um like editing the pages digitally like somebody like you know if somebody would be adding digital balloons and typing it out um or if it was something like I would be kicking myself for not doing um, myself. So, I mean, I just, I went ahead and started doing them. Um, and I actually, I penciled the words in for the first batch of pages too, um, because I, I didn't know if it was something I would be hand lettering um, myself or not. So, yeah, so I just, I started adding them in and you'll see there's there's a lot of uh, speech bubbles that um, in the comic aren't like you know the the perfect oval shape um, I picked up some some inspiration um, from from some other artists I saw where like they didn't even try you know like they did it whether they added it digitally or they did it did the bubbles traditionally like they they did it freehand and um, it, it wasn't like they tried to do it to do an mm -hmm. oval they did some stuff with it but i was like like this looks really cool um and you can also um you know like say a lot about how a character's speaking by the way by the way the bubble looks so i think uh doing that doing that by hand gave me a bit of bit of control over it too um but yeah big reason was i just didn't know didn't know exactly where the comic was going at the beginning sure um, so, Noah, let's talk a little bit about your lettering. Um, since you have these, uh, you know, pre-placed word balloons, um, have you, you've, you're just uh, getting a digital font that sort of looks like hand lettering and, and, and going into the balloons and, and doing it that way? Yeah, yeah, that's how I'm doing it. And it, it's, it's very similar to the other comics I've done where, where Travis has sort of brought me on as an editor role as well. And what was great was last year um, when I was lettering that first batch that'll be on the that'll be on the Kickstarter page. Um, he was right there while I was doing it. So I was just like checking with him like, hey, I'm putting in this word. I'm taking out this word, that kind of thing to make it fit or, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's a lot like every other project where I get to, um, you know, where I get to do like some edits as while I'm while I'm lettering. Uh, but it is a challenge as always. And I've, I've been lucky to work on some projects with you, Matt, this last year where I've been lettering other people's work, specifically Wilson's on um, the upcoming Metal Eagle book. 
And uh, it's been a really good to exercise sort of like finding a font that matches the line of the artist. So what you're seeing on the Kickstarter page for Moss Vale isn't what the final font will be. Mm -hmm. I'm still in the process of discovering that for Travis's line. It won't take long, but it will, you know, it'll be, it'll be lettered and the book will be out on time, but it's, uh, it's been really great to read comics that are, that were inspired, uh, that inspired Travis. So like, you know, it really helped to have the, like, uh, to have, to Travis for Travis to say like, yeah, he likes bone, you know, that kind of stuff where he likes, uh, you know, Calvin and Hobbes is something that comes up a lot with when Travis and I are talking. So to look at those things, which clearly are an influence on Travis and his art. And then also to be like, you know, okay, I have an idea for what kind of font I want and, you know, how we're going to approach this. And then also to be reading other people's books. So like a huge resource and we'll probably have to send a thank you to him um, for just his help on, on giving me advice on this, uh, on this book, uh, on printing it. And then of course on designing it was, um, James Coates. We've had on twice with his brother, John, and, um, they do the, the dino beasts. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it this whole year, like, okay, how am I going to letter Moss Vale or how are we going to print Moss Vale? Right. And getting dino beasts was such a revelation because like they, they, uh, they draw the book like Travis does where it's at, it's at nine by 12 and then they print it at eight and a half by 11. And then um, John, uh, sorry, James's art isn't exactly like Travis's, um, but it's also got this like a full of life and like very like expressive lines and things like that. And they mm-hmm. had, and, and James used a font, sorry, John used a font on the book that was like, Oh my gosh, that's the first one. That's where I start right there. You know, like that's the font that I want to start with and then work like, you know, work with the Travis's lines to try to find, you know, the best way to do it. And it may not be successful in the end. Of course, that's up to the reader and everything, but it's been really great to do the lettering and to be thinking about it, especially now while I'm in the design stage where I'm working on the levels of the color and, you know, scanning in all the color, obviously. Um, It's been great to think about it and uh, I'm excited to get to it. Uh, once once I get to the lettering stage. So sorry, that was a long winded answer, but I'm excited yeah. about it. No, it was it was, hey, it, was my- a, it was a good answer. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say all mine is we're long winded too, so don't worry. <laughs> but I did have a I did have a question for you, Noah. Um, just uh, um, because you, you've had a big part of this project in general, um, but but now it's it's like so much of it's like my part of it's done. Like I'm, I've handed it off to you um, and you're doing things and then you're sending it to Matt and I like, Hey, how does this look? How does this look? Um, everything from uh, cover design, page layout, lettering, um, color editing. Um, is it, I don't want to ask, like, is it a lot of pressure, but like, is it, is it like, is it, do you feel like it's a lot? Like, uh like doing all those different things or how do you feel about doing it all it is pressure but it's good pressure and it's sort of something i've i've wanted to learn how to do for the longest time and i'm learning and i've i've learned a lot this past year and just talking to people and obviously we've learned a lot from people on the podcast and um so i don't feel like a lack of confidence in myself but there is sort of at the back of my mind like oh, I really hope this prints well, you know? Like there's sort of that, mm-hmm. like, 
I'm that that pressure to make sure that the color, the texture, everything comes out in the end. That's just yep. making me, that's just pushing me to at least put, know that I am putting as much, putting a lot of time into making sure that each page uh, will look good as like, you know, look good when it prints. Mm-hmm. And obviously a lot of it can go wrong because that's just how printing goes. But uh, I really want to make sure that I've done everything that I can before we send it off to the printer so that we get, you know, yeah. we get the best product. Cause this book is awesome. It's just so freaking cool. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I, I kind of forget like how fast things escalate in the book and how long the action goes for. I mean, it's 25 pages of really fun adventure and, and it's just, I don't know. I don't want to fail. I don't want it to fail. And I think you'll hopefully be able to see that in the effort I put into it. Um, Cause I love this book. I really do. Cool. So um, let's, let's, let's talk Kickstarter. Um, so we're going to launch on February 1st. You know, we're, we're here the, at the time we're recording the, the night before. Um, Travis, you've had, you know, some connection to, to Kickstarters in the past. You know, you were part of the, uh, the you know, Dino Thrashers as, as a cover artist, but this is going to be like uh, a new sort of experience for you. Um, and I think you're going to be a little bit more chill than, than Noah and I, but are you going to be able to, to, to relax? Um, I know you having a, a, a job and, um, you know, three young children, there's going to be some time where you're going to have to step away, but are you going to be, when you can, are you going to be a, a madman refreshing um, pages and seeing, uh, you know, backer counts and, and where things stand? Well, um, my mind will probably be on it the most and racing the most like the first and last week. Mm-hmm. Um, what I understand about Kickstarters, that's kind of when they get the most attention anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's going to, it's going to be on my, it's going to be on my mind, man. And I'll <laughs> be, uh, you know, uh, we're doing that, uh, you know, work life, uh, art life, family life balance and, and trying to, to do the best I can as far as, uh, you know, checking on it, promoting it and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I'll be thinking about it a lot. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we, 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 we don't have them quite over to, to our level of craziness. No, not but, yet. Uh, uh, <laughs> there, there's still, there's still time. Um, it's only his first. He's yeah. a baby. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> so let's talk, Actually, let's talk about some of the unique things that we're we're doing in this Kickstarter. You know, we did talk about the fact that um, there's an art tier um, that's going to allow you to to get some pretty interesting art. But one thing that I'm really excited that we got to uh, come together here at the end is the inclusion of the figurines. Um, Travis, I believe you're in possession of the, the very first one that's made, but we're going to offer the ability to, to people to, to, to get more of those. Um, Noah, since you were really the one that really brought that together, do you want to talk a little bit about the, that aspect of the, the Kickstarter? Yeah, I, I uh, well, it's funny because you're part of the story too, Matt. And it was mm-hmm. just like a really, we'll have to have Lewis on to talk about it sometime too. This is a great story. Uh, and I tell it a lot and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's, I sound like a broken record, but we were at awesome con and, uh, you and I, Matt, and like, we were walking down the, the aisles 
and we came across this vendor who was selling really cool sculptures and you were like hey let's go up and talk to him to see if he'll make a sculpture of tor one of the other dino thrashers and i was just game for that so i went up and introduced myself and i said hey would uh you'd be interested in doing a sculpture for this comic that we're doing about anthropomorphic dinosaurs. And the, the vendor was uh, responded with, yeah, dino thrashers. Right. <laughs> and you and I, Matt and I both did like a double take and we we're like, what? And he was, and he just, he responded. He was like, I, he's like, I backed you guys. Like I got, I got, I'm, I'm a backer on, on issue two. And it turns out that uh, Lewis, the sculptor, uh, he had been watching our, uh, interview with uh, Jeremy from Sparks and uh, uh, Sparks Comics, and uh, he backed it when we did our interview with him. And so he was friends with Jeremy, and uh, and he was totally down to do a sculpture for uh, Dino Thrashers. And he did one, and we met up with him at uh, Baltimore Comic Con. He gave us our awesome, uh, I guess, table decoration of Thor, of Tor from Dino Thrashers, which is awesome. And uh, a couple weeks before we went to Baltimore, I got a message from Travis's wife, Rachel. And uh, she was just asking me about birthday gifts for Travis. And I had it in the back of my mind that it would be really cool to get Travis a sculpture of one of the characters from Mossvale because he he had mentioned to me at one point that he would really like to have a model, like a clay model made by someone of the characters. And uh, so I'd been thinking about that. And then as soon as Rachel messaged me, I knew that it had to happen. Mm -hmm. So I, I pitched it to her and she was totally in on going half on the sculpture. So I messaged, uh, I messaged Lewis. Lewis was game as always. And he got it done fast and awesome. And then afterwards, uh, he just said to me, you know, if you guys want to do more of this, I would totally be up for that and totally behind it so matt and i discussed it and we were we, we thought about well what would it be cool if we could have a tier where lewis did sculptures uh for one of our books and uh you know mossvale was up next so you know i knew lewis was totally down and matt was down and yeah i messaged lewis just to make sure that he was still good for it um a couple days ago and yep he is and uh, yeah it's gonna be one of our tiers is to get a one of a kind sculpture of one of the characters from Mossvale. And uh, it'll be about like three to six inches tall and sturdy mm -hmm. and uh, really detailed because Lewis is a real uh, passionate and talented craftsman when it comes to sculptures. So if you can afford it, I highly recommend it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. Lewis I agree. He, uh, I've actually, I have it here on my desk right now. Um, he, he just did, Lewis, you did a great job, man. I'm like, I'm really impressed. I'm definitely gonna, to, uh, order more, but I'll have to, um, and I'll send it to you guys, but I'll have to post a, uh, photo of the character art that he used as a reference and the sculpture next to each other so people can see, but I mean, it's just, he did a great job. And he included a tail, right? Travis, the, the yeah. he's got the he's got the raccoon. He did include tail. a tail, Noah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the joke being that I forget to put tails. On. <laughs> um, it's led to some people thinking that Lucius the raccoon is a dog, uh, but no, just need to put his tail in there. <laughs> he also has a cape. Maybe the the cape is concealing the the tail, right? 
yeah 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 and i and i've like tossed around some like ideas in my head like maybe he lost the tail somehow or whatever but i've ultimately <laughs> it's the cape the yeah. cape yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, so, I never got that he was a dog. I still don't. I still hold to that. I'm like, no, he's, he's a raccoon. So, uh, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's, you know, the art tier, obviously, um, you know, digital uh, copies, uh, print copies for anybody. Um, we're also going to offer sort of a, a, a digital catch up tier. Um, there'll be anything that uh, Noah and myself worked on in any capacity, and it also will include a digital copy of Moss Vale. So if you want to, you know, sample a wide uh, variety of, of comics, um, you can do that as well. And uh, we, I guess we have a limited uh, number of uh, Lord of the Rings um, prints. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, I think we have three, Noah, right? There's three. Let me count yeah. them really quick. Yeah, I think three. Yeah, because um, that's currently that's what we have listed as on the Kickstarter as the quantity. So it, behind the scenes, if if it's different, we need to change it before. Yeah, tomorrow. yeah, that's a that's a good it's a good time for me to check the number of prints. Um, yeah. But while yeah, so while Noah's doing that, we'll just so you know so yeah, we want to offer the the ability for everybody to to read this. I think one of the cool things that we discussed is like. Um, we're saying this is like ages seven and up, right, Travis? Like it, you know, there's, there's cartoon violence, um, you know, adventure, you know, scares, but it, it's really doesn't, it really doesn't, uh, include anything that any parents would find objectionable. You know, we're all, you know, we're all kids that read books, um, and, you know, like to be scared. And I think one of the really interesting things is, um, for me, like when I read a book, I wanted to be scared, but I didn't want to be scared too much like so do you, do you feel like that's sort of one of the ways you could describe the sort of the action and the intrigue in, in Moss Vale oh yeah yeah absolutely um it's 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 tame for sure so I would uh you know like my my daughter's five she's not quite there yet but in a couple of years yeah absolutely she'll be reading it cool if she wants uh so noah the, uh do we have confirmation on the the number of, of prints we have three and they are awesome i have one framed up in my office right now i'm looking at it it is some epicness so yep. check it out yeah, yeah. that when the, when the page launches that'll be one of the 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 images and photos you can check out so um if that's something you want remember it's there's only three of them so you probably want to act fast yeah Cool. All right. So guys, this has been, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm a, a bit, um, you know, the Kickstarter Eve, I'm a bit of nerves and excitement. Uh, um, but to, tomorrow we're going to be hitting the button. Um, I'm going to put a, obviously a, a link to the, the Kickstarter in the show notes. Um, uh, but let's let people know where they can follow everybody to, to stay up to date. Um, Travis, we'll let you go first. I feel like as an artist, um, it seems to be true that, uh, Instagram is, is the best place to keep up with you, but, uh, let people know where, where they should go. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, Travis J. Wells, uh, underscore illustration. Cool. Yeah. I'll put a link to you, to your IG in the, in the show notes. And I actually, so through 260 episodes, I don't think we've ever done this. Noah, um, do you want to give out some of your socials? 
Oh my God. I don't think I have. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. Um, I'm, I'm just mostly on Instagram. I'm Noah C Ray, all one word, all lowercase on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we'll have yeah. to, for the first time in 260 episodes, we'll have to link uh, Noah's Instagram there. In, in yeah, the show and notes. For, for the hell of it, Matt, just, just give your Instagram out. Whoa, sure. now. All right. So my Instagram is uh, at MAK0876. I'm going to have to change that someday. Um, uh, but yeah, and also what we'll do is we'll put a, uh, we'll put a link to the, to the Ageless uh, Press link tree, which will have a, um, a link that sends you to the Kickstarter, Facebook page, Twitter page, and Instagram page, because we do also operate um, separate um, accounts for, for those where, you know, you might get a different aspect of, of Travis's process or a different, uh, you know, shot of, of what Noah's doing with his design. Um, but so we're going to link that as well. All right, guys. So um, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, like we said, uh, February 1st, 2022, it's going to run for, for 30 days. Um, so uh, we're going to actually launch this Kickstarter. Or, I'm sorry. We're going to um, drop this podcast on, on launch day. So if you're listening to this, you're intrigued by what you heard, you're excited. It's, it's going to be launch day um, on podcast drop uh, day. So uh, check it out. Um, I'll check in with the guys. Anything else you want to say before we give the socials for the podcast? Back the book. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scroll down, click that link, check it out. And uh, I also just want to say, Matt and Noah, I appreciate you guys. Um, not just for having me on here, but, but for everything. I appreciate it. I appreciate you too, man. Yeah. No, uh, we're, we're excited. Um, you know, we've been we've been following along and we're excited and uh Noah and I are those weird guys that uh get excited about uh working and, and making on comic making making comics so we're 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 thrilled to to be part of it totally honored awesome so uh here we're going to close out um if you give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use we really appreciate it and the socials for the podcast are twitter at construct compod Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod and Facebook is Constructing Comics. So uh, thanks for listening. Please be safe, be nice to each other and make some comics with animals and make sure if it's a raccoon, you draw his tail. Goodbye. <laughs>